702. Masterclass. Let us talk home renovations. It was a, a, a few weeks ago where we touched on me talking about HGTV and how my TV lives on that channel. And I'm constantly watching American homes being renovated. And I could maybe fake my way through a 30-minute talk unprepared because I know backsplash. And then some of the listeners said, no, it is splash back. And I'm like, I'm watching American television, so it is backsplash. But I want to hear from all of you, your experiences. Give us a call. We are joined in this conversation by John Pollock founder of Fixer Home Improvement as well as Pumzile Sunani, General Manager at Jabu Sun Contractors. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you very much for having us. All right, I'm going to start with you, John. Maybe quickly give us a brief overview of how you actually got into the home reno space. What did it require you to study? Did you one day have a hammer and a nail in your hands and say, I could do this for the rest of my life? Um, it's actually a very funny story. My wife and I, we were young, you know, just, uh, I'd say around about three, four years after school. Um, and we realized, well, we were at a point where we we're going to purchase our first home. Um, yes. and what we did is we purchased a, a place on auction. Um, so that was where the, the, the seed was planted. We, mm. we, I, I went through with every step. So I got in subcontractors doing, tiling doing painting doing the kitchen doing this doing that so and that got my got my interest so that's how, how i started in it and uh probably a year you know of the after i uh, resigned from my office job and yes. that's that's the rest is history and that's where we started Did, were you attracted to you know choosing of door handles or were you sort of enjoying the project management part of it where you're making people stick to a schedule and stick to um a deadline a deadline and a budget i would say i'm definitely more more stuck to to managing the project mm. um seeing what needs to happen seeing what what's happening behind the scenes making sure that there's not many errors obviously um so i think that's more that's more what what interests interests me um Rather than choosing the finer details, I think that's where where my wife, our designer in the company, comes yes. in. That's what that's what she does. So you, she gets to be creative, and you, the one who says we can't afford that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, and then your side, Pumzila, how did you get into the space, and what were you attracted to? Uh, very interesting because I was born in a family of builders. My oh, grandfather wow. was a builder. My yes. uncles are builders. So my grandfather used to drag me on site when he's going around, I'll go with him. So I used to be curious mm. uh, of what is happening there. But then again, um, with me growing and him passing away, mm. I went and I started working in an office. Um, then I bought a house mm. and I had builders come in to do some work. Oh, my word. And they messed it up. And I kept on saying, <laughs> but this is not how it is done. Like, yes. really, like... It was a mess and I was like, I can't be alone. Yes. Then I spoke to my uncle that, can I please, uh, can we start a company? Mm. He said, yes, we started a company and I think six months in, he left me at the, <laughs> at the loop. <laughs> and it was either I, I fall off the wagon yes. and go back to the office or I push on. Mm. I pushed on up till now, 17 years later. I have to be honest, knowing my personality they, I have the utmost respect for your for your the work that you do. I mean, I love watching the process. And again, on television, it's all sped up. 
Even though they show the disgusting parts I don't know what happens in America That people leave trash and like old furniture When they move out But um, the fast forward means that you miss out On so many things Projects that can take up to a year Even more I have to ask Many of the complaints I hear about contractors Is like There's always somewhere where things go over budget Or over schedule What are the factors that people are not aware of That make that to be the case um, I think what happens mostly is um, there's so many contractors around these days. So the, I think the most the most common thing that happens or that we find on a daily basis is um, every second boy almost starts starts his own company and and wants to do renovations. So what happens with these guys are they they uh, lack the you know the the knowledge in uh, when to to really make make sure that they're going to make all the ends meet and uh, got all the costing right so those are the main things that happen so what happens then is we uh, we find that halfway through the halfway through the renovation they tend to run out of money Mm. so these are things that that you always need to look out for um is is to make sure that everything, all the costing involved is actually covered. So, you know, you as a client or someone that needs, that's busy, that's going to get the renovation done is to your responsibility, I would say, is to make sure that you've, you, you do proper homework. Do get someone that knows, uh, not by just telling you over the phone, they know yes. what they're doing, but to actually go, go a bit into, into getting references, getting, getting these things in place and get that, Get that sorted there, and then then you know you've, you're working with someone that's going to give you detail, that's going mm. to make sure that whatever they're costing is actually there, mm. um, and 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 that you're not missing something. There are things do slip through, and you do miss a thing here and there, mm. um, but those are things, and you need to make sure communicate with your client so that you tell them this is something we we didn't make uh, provision for, but but you know that's that's how we handle it on our side um, yes but those are the things that do frustrate a client and us as contractors as well yes yes um on on your side uh Pumzile, what would you say are, are are those things that frustrate people i'm sure you've heard the millions of horror stories you have your own horror story why do contractors sometimes go over schedule and over budget on projects uh, I couldn't agree more, but uh, besides only having other people just coming in and claiming to be contractors, mm. we've got issues with um, design. Mm. Uh, because remember, with the renovations, you're working with an existing structure. Mm. You don't know who built it. The moment you open up, you find surprises. Mm. And those surprises will cost you time. They will cost you money as mm. well. For example, you demolish a wall, you re- realize that here you need a beam. A beam that is concrete that is still and that is like time mm. as well so now that will cost on the side of the client and it will also cost the project to be over schedule mm. and another thing is variations you know when the renovation is in process and then the client is happy and now they come with all sorts of ideas uh, actually now i want to move this wall from here to here mm. and this to there and then that will practically delay some of the work that needs Mm. to be done and it will definitely add on cost Mm. and i think also just a general non-understanding like for example you're mentioning the beam Mm. um watching television which is usually american content where their houses are built of wood can give one an impression that it's easy to just move a wall when some of them are support walls and some of them are not and some of them require beams like what you mentioned um on on your side john 
how much do you find that um, the misunderstanding or not knowing the details is either a hindrance or a benefit to clients? Because some clients don't want to know the headaches of those details. They just want you to figure it out. But if, if, I, if you had me as a client, I'm going to be like, explain. I want to know what's holding what, why. Which one, which one works out better for you as the person doing the work? Um, I would definitely say it's both of the options or both of the scenarios you're giving me are has got its pros and its cons. So someone that's that's that wants to know a lot, uh, it, you know, that needs all the info is good in a in a way because we, you know, you kind of know where they're going to, what what what's the um, goal they're trying to reach. Yes. Um, other than someone that doesn't know what they want and they're just giving you giving you this idea from their mind and you you need to try and figure it out mm. and. When you reach the point, they say to you, but this is not what we had in mind oh, uh, yes. pretty much. So that's the one scenario. The other scenario is if you've got someone that doesn't, you know, that doesn't give you any info um, and they don't really care about the, the know, know-how, um, mm. they normally... Um, you know they they pay to get something done so they just expect it to be done properly mm. um we as a we as a company always make sure that even so we we make sure that whatever happens behind the scenes it's not all about the decorations and the the plaster and the paint whatever is behind it uh like pumsy said is is pro- probably more important the structure the beams that needs to go in those are the things that that actually holds the structure together um so even if uh, like you say in american homes where they've got wooden structures they it's just literally as just knock out a wall in seconds and then they, they keep it going exactly but you've got you've got the instances where those walls still they might be load bearing so they need to be supported somehow so um those are important factors and people need to need to know about that i make a point of that even though if someone doesn't doesn't ask or they, they look like they don't care mm. about it I still make a point of it to say look this is what we've found this is what we need to do and this is the cost additionally because it's something possibly that we 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 couldn't see uh, mm. you know before but uh, it's important to communicate uh, with that uh, through to the client is it accurate uh, Pumzile to say that all the houses were still built better um, I of all all the homes that I stay in has always been older houses because I'm obsessed with wooden floors. The sizes are better and the structures usually seem to, to, to last longer, even though they might have like 70s look or mid-century, mid-century looks that are not that modern. I would rather opt for an old house that I can modernize. Is that still the case or are you finding that if you are in a certain income bracket and the houses that are 10 million rands up, oh no, those you're definitely going to get good houses uh i'd say yes and no mm. the older houses uh people used to invest in the houses the material if you look at the brick then and the brick now it's slightly different in terms of quality mm. but also the contractor that you use contributes to the stability and the strength of the house um if someone uses like um concrete that is not strong obviously you're going to have challenges but if someone puts cement properly according to the regulations Mm. you are going to have a strong house so it depends who you hire to do your house and also what materials so at the end of the day it's not about the age of the house it's about the quality of how it's built that makes it stronger and last longer Mm. what are you finding on your side john the the current trend is of people wanting to do renovations do you think I kind of feel like over the past couple of years, um, uh, people got more invested in 
the aesthetics and functionality we're moving more to a minimalistic approach we don't have room dividers that don't actually divide rooms anymore we want more open plan what are you finding people are more interested in in, at, in the moment that at the moment that maybe 20 30 years ago they didn't care so much about and i'm not speaking around the the interior decor, I mean, just the approach to the homes that people want to live in. Um, I would say definitely something that we come across probably with every project is people are definitely working away with um, interior walls, which are which are not, uh, you know, which people find are in the way. So if you if you do renovate your kitchen, try and make it open, open it up as much as possible, mm. and that's why you find that it actually proves the point when you look at new developments being built they mostly are open plan you don't see them you really see the bedrooms being uh you know divided and uh, and being more um uh on their own uh, as such but mostly are open plan that's that's the main thing and people are working around with unnecessary arches um walking through an arch to get somewhere where it could have just been open mm. and and uh you know you can see through and Use the space using using furniture which which blends in with the openness. Mm, mm. So that's definitely what we find. Pumzi, what trends are you seeing when it comes to people that want to renovate and the things that people are quite interested in? And maybe you can add in there how our lifestyles changing has contributed. For example, more people now want the option of option and flexibility of working from home. So maybe they want a kitchen that has a countertop that can double up as a workspace? Actually, more people are, are, more, are, more, are renovating more based on lifestyle mm. than anything else than to impress Mrs. Jones and next yes, girl. Yes. Because now you find that a person will do up a space according to what they need. Mm. That's what we are picking up and more people are opening up the way they live. Bigger windows and more glass in. Um, you find that more in and out living where you open up your wall, mm. then you can move in straight into the garden instead of going through the door. You've got a big door that you can stack on one side. Mm. So that is more of the trends that we see lately. You see more people actually embracing wood than uh, painting it. Mm. Like they just use wood as it is, just varnish it and put it up. They use more of natural stones, whether in the kitchens, in the bathrooms. You'll find people using uh, different colors where people before, they'll be like, this is the trend, they use a specific color. So people now are going wild with their renovations. Yes. I mean, as, as modern as we are, I still have a thing that I need that outside drain. You know that outside drain that we all have in the townships and our <laughs> houses. And when I move to the Bible, I'm like, where's the outside drain? You know, for when you need to. What are some of those things that um, you're finding South Africans are not willing to let go of, even though they're not modern and, and even though they're not necessarily as functional as you may think, but what are you finding we South Africans are holding on to for sentimental reasons or just because it's a South African thing to do? Um, I would say on my part, like you say, those those outside drains next to the next to the back door kitchen. Yes, that's um, those are those are for sure things that that people are not letting go of. Um, and another, as you're you know, talking, why it's there though. Yeah. When you're done cooking the pap and then you need to <laughs> or to spill. What did they put my food? So many things go in that drain. And you end up getting the plumbers out. <laughs> 
Um, and another thing I would say also is that outside um, basin, you know, you get those th- mm. those stone basins on the on the outside. Those things are also sticking for some reason. Um, to me, I think it's something I would get rid of first first thing. But I mean, people uh, people are set in their ways sometimes, and yes. that's those are the things that they stay with. And, and on your side, what do you think South it's, Africans it's, don't want to let go? It's definitely the same thing because if you check. The challenges it brings, but still no one wants to let go. They must have their outside drainage, their sink. Uh, so, yeah, that one, um, you find that you can do the best renovation and someone say, please just, just fit it here. Yes. And <laughs> that's, that's the biggest challenge. Are you, um, you know, when you do home renovations, how far do you actually go when it comes to like um, perimeter walls and, and gates? Um, I know a lot of the times when we think about houses, we just think about houses. But I see, you know, in the areas that I live in and when I drive from, from here to home, some people are opting more for a lot of privacy and others still like the openness. I was in Cape Town recently. I visited somebody. They don't have a gate at all. They just have a, you drive up and you're at the house. What are you seeing people are opting for and does it differ from region to region? I definitely think it does uh, differ. Um, I think the main thing is more more so than any trend is is about security these days. I think people people are opting for for fencing for gates um, more for for security than mm. anything else. So if you do find an area <laughs> in in South Africa where there is no gate or no wall, uh, you you you're pretty lucky. Um, I think people are just working away from from being that open and and it's not something that you want to do i think everyone wants that openness and wants to have your children play outside but it's something that you need to look at in terms of security for sure yes yes and i think um um you know it like we said it depends on the area and the luxuries one has in the areas Pumzila, what are you seeing people are interested in with their gates and perimeters um, how far do your renovations go? Are people feeling like I've been wanting that driveway and I link statue and then you go around to drop off the people? <laughs> I think with that one, the municipality is the issue mm. because there are boundary lines that you can build up to a certain stage in your yard. For example, they'll say there's a two meter boundary line from your front wall. Some areas they'll say it's four meters. So the moment you cross that boundary line, mm. now you need to apply for relaxation. So you can't just place your house anywhere. That's why you need an architect because now they need to tell you the municipality in your yard says you can build up to this far. Mm. And then from that line, then you can build whatever. And also the house, they can tell you that in this area, you cannot build more than 40% coverage in a yard. So what does coverage mean? Okay, you've got a house. Mm-hmm. So your house cannot be from corner to corner of the yard. Oh. There must be space that is left that doesn't have a building. Yes. So that is a regulation that you need to follow. So you cannot just decide to I'll just build my house from corner to corner uh, because I can I feel afford like it. that is Soweto. All of Soweto <laughs> is corner to corner. There's just enough space for your body to walk through and you can still high five your neighbor in their kitchen. <laughs> you see, that is the issue now because... Yeah. We are building like that, but it's not up to code. It's not up to regulation. When there is fire, how do we stop the fire from the neighbor to the other neighbor? The reason there's those building lines, it's because it's for our protection 
and also it's for the look of the area because now if everything is on top of each other how are we different from a squatter camp even though we're in houses mm. so those things are very very important and also you find that more people now they are they they they, they, they like to live in community mm. like in estates uh, so for security reasons as well as as as, as john has said because now here in south africa you know crime ish so for you to have your big glasses without backlash and everything in an estate you can have that on a freestanding house you yes. need to have those backlash and mm. everything closing up the view a little bit okay okay let's take a quick caller before we go to the news and of course um, um allow everybody to come through and engage um we have got Ngalati in johannesburg hi Hi, it's Selati. Hi, Oh, Selati, my apologies. Hi. Yes, no go worries. ahead. No worries. It's okay. <laughs> no problem. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, you talked about that drain outside the house. Yes. Please please just enlighten everybody and just uh, get your guests to just um, tell everybody about grease traps. Because when you throw that bahoho and the oil <laughs> down the drain, our infrastructure <laughs> in the country cannot take it. <laughs> so... So let, is the mahoko the one that comes from when you've made? I, I don't <laughs> and then the mohodu fat is the one and that. The mohodu fat and, and the and the malamoho the, the the chicken uh, intestines. So let's just be conscious as as South Africans that there are places who come people who come and collect grease. So you can really put it, yes, there are oils. So so when you do cook, cook and you have over leftover oils, store it in a glass jar phone the people to come and collect it it doesn't cost much i did and not then, know that and, and then you can use your mahoho as compost <laughs> as a compost, compost box and a bucket there in the bed i and like that because i i i, I, I see I, green and cultures. yes i saw a trend um on tiktok somewhere where what they say you must do is you let's say you've cooked oxtail or whatever they say yes. put your foil um 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 you put the foil like in the drain then you pour the oil and then there's something you put in there that makes it solid so that you can discard of it as as a solid product in the dustbin as opposed to putting it down the drain but you're raising such an an, an important a point there Pumzile, let me start with you what are the challenges that happen with disposing and um of fat into the drainage system ah uh, the biggest challenge is blockage because when there is blockage now, uh, things are starting to back up in the house, the unwanted things like sewer and things like that. So it's very, very important that when we dispose of whatever we're disposing of, we need to be conscious of also the the state of our of our drainages yes. not only in my house but the main drainage outside yes. i think that's very important yes and then from your side i mean um um what she mentioned about the the, the collectors of oh, i had no idea so yeah. what where did what do they do with it when they dispose of this oil uh, I can't say 100% that I know exactly where they're going to with it. I know these companies are around. They obviously collect uh, oil and fat traps and, and such. Um, and those are the same guys that, you know, uh, mechanical workshops and diesel mechanic guys that deal with lots of, you know, 200, 300 liters of oil probably in a, in a week or two weeks time. So those are the so same companies that collect those and, and dispose of it. So. I can't, I can't say for sure that this is what they do with it, but yes. I'm sure they, they do it in a, in a proper manner, get rid of it safely. 
All right, we'll be taking all of your calls. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two and the WhatsApp line oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. Seven oh two Masterclass. We continue with our masterclass on home renovations. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two and the WhatsApp line oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. And we are joined by two experts, John Pollock, founder of Fixer Home Improvement, as well as Pumzile Sunani, general manager at Jabu Sun Contractors. We will come to some of the voice notes, but what I want to do is jump into um, some of the questions that are coming through. One uh, 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 and comments. One WhatsApp says, if you want affordable home renovation experience. Just call Fixer, otherwise it is going to be expensive. That is one of the listeners unsigned. Rose says, We need the wash trough and outside drain to clean the mohodu. I am not getting rid of mine. So those of you that are like, what is it for? It's not even for laundry. It's for, <laughs> it's for washing the mohodu. That's what it's for, says Rose. Um, another person says, hi, I have had a builder do renovations. Unfortunately, he is dragging his feet to complete the project. Is there an ombudsman or a body I can report him to? Many thanks, Raj, to go back and maybe you can come uh, uh, in on this one, John. How can a person assess if the contractor is like ex- intentionally extending the project so that you keep paying versus it being genuine reasons why things aren't moving? Um, I would say definitely. Uh, I mean, you need to communicate with uh, between the client and the and the uh, contractor. Obviously, uh, making sure right from the start there should be a, some sort of a plan saying this is how long it's, it should take under the circumstances and uh, this is the time where we should reach a deadline so you obviously need to see as the, as the client um, in due course yes. uh, where you want to be at, at at a certain time and if you if, if you feel that it's dragging um, I need I think it's it's best to then communicate with the with the contractor um, and if you don't you know if you don't find any positive feedback from them then mm. uh, then it's good to to, to see uh, maybe um, speak to someone professionally who can then assist you uh, whether it be you know your some legal advice from someone that you know or mm. or you might have a lawyer that can assist you with that um, in terms of uh, how to go about that I'm I'm not 100% sure mm. exactly the you know the how to how to go about it but i mean i'm sure there is and there must be an ombudsman that can assist in those things i think a good person we can ask is wendy nolan our consumer rights feature i know we've touched on this before when people were having challenges with the quality of of materials that were used that were promised and now trying to get that sorted out let's take a listen to a voice note hi levels this is a great show that you're having i just wanted to find out from your guest um do they find that people um, are opting for um, renovations that uh, are more compliant with uh, sustainability and things like that? So we're talking about are they using eco-friendly materials? Are they looking at uh, appliances that reduce their their energy bills? Uh, what, what has been the trend among some of their consumers when they do renovations? Mm, you can start with that one, John. Um, so yeah, we definitely do find uh, clients t- opting for that and asking for that. Obviously, gas hobs, uh, gas stove, gas stoves, um, 
and those are the things that, that do come to mind. So we, we're obviously living in a lifetime where where these are, are big factors. We, we're having some uh, problems with electricity and all of those. So those are definitely things that we pick up uh, daily. We Whenever a renovation is done, um, those are the things that comes up first. So gas stoves, gas geysers or solar geysers. And those are the things we definitely look at. Those are ma- major factors we, we factor into renovations these days. And, and on your side, I'm just wondering, are there some things that you think maybe people need to consider when they renovate in terms of where we're going with the future of technology, for example? Um, I think um, we see a lot of people right now uh, going green in terms of building. Uh, even architects, they work a lot in with buildings in terms of going green where a person considers uh, natural light as part of lighting, saving energy, uh, warming the house. Uh, more people are going back to installing insulation, whereas in the past, less and less people were installing insulation, but now they are putting insulation back just to make sure that they retain that heat in the house and maintain temperatures. Mm. So we see a lot of people uh, doing that. And also, we see a lot of people installing gadgets that uh, are energy saving. For example, instead of a person turning the light on and off and sometimes forgetting it, a person will put a day and night switch on the outside light, for example. Automatically when it's dark, the light will turn on. When it starts to be light in the morning, it turns itself off. Mm. Also the geysers, you get a timer. So such gadgets, we see them coming into the industry to help in terms of bringing sustainability and saving energy as well. I want to ask about roofs. Um, I mean, obviously when people buy houses, you find whatever was there. What is actually the, the, the best way to go, taking into consideration solar panels and maybe uh, people who want to do your urban gardens on the roof? Like, what, what should people be thinking about when they do roofs? Some people go as far as having entertainment areas um, on their roofs, and then it, it obviously would change the, uh, how you can maximize the space. Yeah, so definitely that's a that, and that's a trend. Uh, people are definitely using using that space, especially these days. If you if you look at new newer developments, they obviously uh, you don't have those major major units anymore. Where uh, you know try, we're trying to save space, so it's definitely something that gets looked at is a roof area which you can use and incorporate. But the most important about that to get to your question is to to make sure that it's watertight though um you you know if you if you're working on the roof that's probably in my opinion and i always uh say that out to my to my teams as well as to a new client is that's probably the most important thing of the of the house is your roof because you've got all your expensive things inside and you've got your kitchen and you've got your beautiful bathrooms and everything inside but if you've if your roof is leaking you've got a problem with all your nice things inside so roof is one of the most important things uh for me and even when a when a buyer is looking is in the market that's one of the most important things to look at and if you obviously don't have much knowledge to get someone then to 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 have a look at that with you uh, when making an offer on a property let's take a listen to another voice note good afternoon robert Hille, speaking to darian we have uh, consulted with the architect to do an extension on our on a home it's a private home last year august and it's been a year later and none of our house plans has been approved yet apparently we've paid him 
So then he came back to us and he said that it's going to be an online submission. Um, yeah, so we had to pay him again to do the online submission. And a year later, we're still sitting without approved plans. Uh, any way forward or any advice on that? Thank you. Oh, Pumzile, any advice? Um, with architects, it's a bit difficult because they are not just working by themselves. They need to also submit to the municipality uh, for approval. So there's a lot of things that are going on there. But if you see that the time is becoming lengthy, do consider maybe terminating the contract and getting another architect involved mm. or even going to the municipality and following up. Uh, has this plan been actually submitted? What was the outcome? You've got that right to go there and ask. I, 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 I'm in the process of getting this house designed and everything. This is what the architect said to me. So what is the outcome? They will give you that information and then you know exactly where you stand. All right, we're going to take a quick break. More of your questions, 011-883-0702 in the WhatsApp line, 072-702-1702. Bank is a licensed FSP and registered credit provider. 702 Masterclass. Nine minutes to three o'clock. We are wrapping up our masterclass on home renovations with John Pollock, founder of Fixer Home Improvement, as well as Pumzile Sunani, general manager at Jabusan Contractors. And we take your calls on Audible one double eight three zero seven zero two in the WhatsApp line zero seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. Let's go to the lines. We have MJ from Dubai. Hi, MJ. Hi, Dubokilin. Thanks for, for for the great show. Yes. Now, from your guest, um, with regards to, because I, I had the gentleman mentioning that, you know, important thing to look at. So what? As in the roof. Yes, as yes. in the roof. Yes. So what happens in a scenario where you are six months um, moved in into the, the the property and you find that it's leaking, or uh, because obviously when you bought it, it was uh, you know dry season. So now that it's raining, you find that it's leaking. Can you still hold? Uh, the previous holder, uh, the previous owner, accountable for that. You mean? Mm, okay, wait. Let me find John. John, is that an owner thing or the contractor? How would that work if later you're finding it that a roof is leaking? Um, I think should should there have been a contract to work on the roof prior, um, there's obviously guarantees or invoices or something in in place. So it would be good for the new buyer to to get a hold of the old, you know the seller um, to follow up on that and see whether something was done about it, whether they were aware of it, because I think um, that's obviously something that was supposed to be. Um, you know, my, my, he should have been made aware of, of that there's a problem with the roof, should they have known? Um, and then that's something that should be looked at between the two of them, uh, whether it's the owner or the previous contractor, but it's definitely something that needs to, needs to be looked at. Okay, let us go to more of your voice notes. Hi, my name is Gift. Uh, I think those uh, drainage you're talking about that you find outside, they are also very important. It's not only for throwing stuff, but they also work like when you have a blockage, instead of having water uh, flooding into the house, that's the reason you have that block uh, drainage outside. If you're talking about a gully, it's called a gully, so that the, all the water can flow outside instead of inside. So if you close everything, then if you have a blockage, you're going to have a lot of water flooding your house. So it's also very important to have that drainage. 
So if you don't have the outside drainage, uh, Pumzile, just based on what he was saying, what is the alternative? Actually, a gully is a legal requirement, mm. as he's saying that uh, you need to have it because one, there is smell in the pipes of the drainage, so the smell is able to escape through those pipes, that gully, mm. and also in terms of overflowing when there is a blockage and everything it's very important so when um the architects and engineers design the plumbing of the house the gully is a must to be there mm, it mm. is a must to be there so it's something that you cannot get away from uh a whatsapp message says my experience with contractors is that most don't have resources i had to use my car to run around buying materials some couldn't measure accurately, so I ended up with lots of tiles and wastage. Please ask your guests if they have full packages that the clients don't have to run around. I mean, I think, I think that's a given that that is the case, depending the type of contractor that you go to. But maybe, uh, John, you can speak of your early days in the business. How did you get around, you know, like what he's saying, not having a car, not having... I'm assuming a person's going to say, can you fix things? And they say yes, but then they don't have a fully operational business. Yeah, um, look, I think if, if I'm referring back to myself uh, starting off, I mean, uh, I was never a type of person to start off and, you know, not having the resources. I can't yes. go to see someone if I'm not going to be able to go and do that. Um, but I think it's it's definitely important and we, uh, well, I can speak for myself or for our company, we definitely offer packages. The reason why most, uh, um, most companies or most contractors don't necessarily go to choose, for instance, a tile or a mixer or... Uh, something uh, something aesthetically is for the simple reason of uh, it just cuts down on admin uh, so you're not running up and down getting mm. back to the client with a certain tile and they it's not something it's not that what they were looking for so um, if if I do offer you know that that specific service of getting getting everything or having the package you you just need to get the correct detail from the client and what's their wants what's their needs and uh, and then do your shopping do your costing from that and do your shopping correctly according to what the what the needs are all right let's uh, hear another voice note hi the this is George in Pretoria just to your guests there with regards to issues of roofs there's this new thing now where people rubberize their roofs i just want to find out what the challenges might be down the line thanks uh the issue with rubberizing it's got its pros and cons but the 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 cons what you've noticed is that let's say for example you're rubberizing a tiled roof uh, a tiled roof you can remove one tile and repair but now there are a big chunk of tiles that are joined together by rubber and when you need to repair now you or you need to replace something you can't replace one you have to replace a whole junk uh, a, a whole bunch of tiles so that is the biggest issue we found with rubberizing and also the durability of materials um, most of these materials, they promise a lot and you find that they under deliver. So I'd advise for a person to be careful before they wrap arise. Mm. All right. So uh, as we wrap up, I'll start with you, John. Final thoughts and, and tips for the listeners in 30 seconds. Um, I would just say if, if you guys, uh, I'd, I've got a couple of notes here of just to where to start when looking for, for a contractor. Um, I would say Look up at the, you know, in the area, what's what's the values look like of the properties to make sure that you don't, you know, overcapitalize. Um, 
create a, a, ret- a retreat for yourself. So when you do the when you do the uh, renovation in terms of uh, you know the size or the magnitude of it, make sure that you you do uh, take into consideration that the, you you can have a space where you can move your things to or move yourself to for the for the duration. And then obviously it's just. Um, very very important to select the the, the right professionals uh, any good contractor will be able to um, provide you with references cop- copies of uh, you know liability insurances and such um, and those are the main things i just say make sure that you choose right um, do your homework before before choosing and on your side Pumse, the final thoughts um i think before uh, choosing the contractor you need to decide what you want do you want a, a home builder which is an individual that comes with their own team or you want a contractor. A contractor will give you the full package, whereas the builder will come with labor only. And then you as the client will do the rest of the buying and everything else. So you find that a person will want a home builder services from the contractor, which now gives contrast because the home the the contractor will supply the full package and yet a home builder if uh, you get a home builder they only come with labor so the rest of everything project management everything is on the client so before you enter in your 